Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zender. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Welcome, everyone, to Everyday Attraction, your central location for understanding law of attraction and making it real, applicable, fun, delicious, and really give you an opportunity to live your life more fully. My name is Ray Zander, and I'll be the host of the show uh, for the hour, along with my wonderful co-host, Janice Campbell of Receive Your Life. Welcome, Janice. Hi. You know, I, um, you know, we're all about practicality on this show, but sometimes we kind of want to go to the leading, bleeding edge of metaphysical knowing and try to bring it back into our everyday. But sometimes we're going to have to jump down some rabbit holes, people. So I just want to warn you, today's one of those days where we're going to go to some new places about how we create our reality. As my friend Frank Butterfield would say, the mechanics of how we create our reality. Some of this stuff is going to be interesting. Some of it stuff is going to be maybe beyond what you've ever heard before. Uh, some of this is going to be old hat to some of you old metaphysical folks who've been around these, <laughs> these places for a while. But we really want to get into this understanding that we launched last week in our show, Allowing Versus Attracting, where we're uncovering the reality that even attraction is too much work <laughs> and that we've already attracted everything that we could possibly want in 20 or 30 lifetimes, as our friends Abraham would say, and that really the opportunity to co-create with spirit is based on allowing that which we've already created. How do we allow what we've already asked for? Ask and it is given. And part of understanding that is to really understand that so much more is going on behind our five sensory perception. We love five sensory perception. It's a delicious place. However, there is so much more going on behind the Oz screen, as I like to say. The little man behind the... Behind the curtain in our Wizard of Oz, we want to get more into some of the mechanics of what we are becoming to know as going on on our broader knowing, our inner being, our inner knowing. So the good news is you already know this at some deep level, but we want to bring it from that unconscious to the conscious knowing so we can noodle with it a little bit. Janice, I know that you and I have been talking quite a bit about Anita Morjani's new book. It's all the rage um, called Dying to Be Me. What what are some of the big takeaways? I know you spoke about it just recently in your talk at Unity Santa Rosa. That sounded like fun. That's um, fun. What's yeah? What's some of the big takeaways that you felt from her book? And I know it's kind of in those last couple of chapters. Yeah, I, I think the over overall theme is just to relax, 
You know, just like, ah, oh, I could relax. It's, you know, it's safe to be me. I'm in a safe universe. I can't get this wrong. If there's anything that's ever been so-called wrong, it's just because I'm trying too hard and I have a misunderstanding. Like, I think there's things that I have to fix or I think that there's things that are mine to do that aren't mine to do. And I think it's my job to keep everybody happy. And, and just saying that all of that, because we know it's all made up because it feels so lousy, but yeah. it just feels so good to hear it hear it from someone else and especially in her situation where it's so life or death it kind of reminds me of like like we may like if we're doing the people pleasing thing like we may feel like oh i should do this i should do this but when it really gets down to this is life or death if you keep doing this path it kind of yeah. resonates with the much more significance like God, i have to wake up to this like this is not okay like it's it's not about being a nice person or getting other people's approval like that's not going to cut it <laughs> Yeah, when you have something yeah. at stake, like your life. And so I just love her whole story is it makes, it brings it down to, it matters. You know, it matters who we're being. It matters what we're thinking. It matters what we're feeling. And we can't just dismiss it and say, oh, whatever, whatever. It does matter. And, and that energy is real. You know, I think sometimes we uh, dismiss that energy, that authentic energy within ourselves, and we make it okay to, you know, hide our light. Mm -hmm. You know, we make it okay to... And we have all these good reasons why we're hiding it. Oh, I don't want to be big blowhard or whatever. There's like justifications as to why we're hiding it, but we're still hiding it. Right. And I think... In her Odyssey, which for those of you who aren't familiar, Anita Morjani wrote a book called Dying to Be Me, which is about her uh, journey, her fantastic journey with cancer, which is, is just an extraordinary story. But the takeaway um, is, is really this understanding that when we, um, when we take our authentic energy and we call it wrong or we push it down or we don't just really allow ourselves to be authentically who we are, there are prices to be paid for that. And yet some of this, I mean, obviously nobody does this consciously. Mm-hmm. A lot of times these are patterns that are subconscious. So we really want to get out of the blame game. We want to get out of the judgment game. I think I took away from her too is that because we're our t- eternal beings, because we are um, light, you can't really lose this battle. Yes. You can't lose the battle with life. Um, <clears throat> all of us are going to transition, yeah. uh, whether we do it this way or that way, eh, you know, it's all good. But so we want to take the judgment away about necessarily this being um, something to fight. Right. Or you can't, but, you can't get it wrong. It's you, not can't like, get you, wrong can't, you can't get you know? life wrong. <laughs> but there's so much fun and awareness and allowing that is available to us before we transition. And I think Abraham has said that over and over. It's like, yes, you'll get all this when you transition. Mm-hmm. You will, you know, have all the understanding. You'll have the bliss. You'll have the enlightenment. But hey, we think it would be fun for you all to be in physical reality and be awake to that broader knowing. We think that's the trip, the ride that you're all <laughs> really like, wanting. like, oh, come on, just for fun. Let's just do this just for fun. <laughs> just for fun. If you don't like it, you can go back yes. to not remembering. <laughs> you know, you can go back to ignorance at any time. It's just no, you know, there's every deal. But what I, I really found fascinating in her book. And if you want to find out more about it, her website is dyingtobeme.com. And she's also featured in Wayne Dyer's new book, Wishful, Wishful, Wishes Fulfilled. And then also that but, there's a really great YouTube video interview yeah. with Juicy something. I don't know, but <clears throat> that's really great. Was, wasn't that great? So yeah. go to YouTube and search Anita Morjani. It's M-O-O-R-J-A-N-I. And I loved those YouTube videos. They gave me chills. Mm-hmm. I just watched them over and over. My favorite part is how she describes her near-death experience. And of course, there's a lot of documentation with people having a near-death experience. But what I loved is the world she exposed to us in her NDE. That's what it's called, near-death experience. In about this world of unconditional love, mm-hmm. this world where time and space sort of cease. And bodies and, and physical. Yeah. And, 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 
an individuality in some respects. It has its place, but it's not in the same way that we know it today. She exposed this whole new world where she was able to interact with um, loved ones who had moved into that realm through their transition. She interacted with her father, who'd been um, who'd been dead to the physical world many many years. She interacted. Yeah, I just want to say quickly friend. one thing I thought was really interesting when she was talking about her dad, how they didn't really have a strong connection on the physical plane. They didn't, you know, because he was. Um, really strong in his beliefs and how she should be. There was some conflict and friction there, but yet on the non-physical plane, they were totally connected. Totally connected. Yeah, and you know. she felt just nothing but love from him and for him, and I love that. Yeah, I do too, and I, and I think we're getting more information about the fluidity between that other quote unquote other realm and our own, that there really isn't this um, hard line, that there is this fluidness um, if we choose to entertain this understanding. And of course, we're getting a front row seat to this experience with with Esther Hicks. Because if you follow the Abraham teachings, now that Jerry has made his transition out of this physical, um, we're watching this beautiful relationship between Esther and Jerry continue on. And and he is able to, and there's actually been wonderful segments during some of the recent workshops where Jerry has said, I actually kind of wish I'd known this earlier. I would have transitioned <laughs> earlier because he's having so much fun interacting with Esther in ways that they couldn't do in when they were in physical, all good. But it was just, it's really fun to, um, to watch this journey that Esther is choosing to do very publicly with her dearly beloved um, husband and watch that these relationships do continue if we choose to, if we're allowing. And what, you know, what Esther is ex- experiencing is that when she starts missing him and being cut off, uh, she can't reach him or he can't reach her. And that when she relaxes mm-hmm. and she's in moments of joy and she's in moments of fun, boom, she feels his presence. She hears his words and it's really extraordinary. And I, and again, if you want to hear some of the latest stuff from Esther, um, go to abraham-hicks.com and get some of the latest workshops because even in one of them recently, I think it was Washington, D.C., Jerry showed up as an energy being in the room. And if you were allowing enough and if you were, you know, relaxed enough and didn't have a lot of beliefs going on that were going to block your, your, sec- your, you know, your vision, quote unquote, you were able to see him as an energy being. And it was just so fun to kind of blow the roof off what we think we know. Mm. You know, that these relationships go on and that there's experiences here and there. But what was so beautiful about Anita's experience was that this unconditional love that is creating everything. And that when she got that deep seed of unconditional love for herself, it really changed everything. It changed her willingness to come back into physical and have this this extra ride that she's happening now. And I'm very appreciative that she did that because I feel as if um, I'm creating her to understand a, a brighter uh, awareness of who I am. See, now, oh, here, I just threw something in. I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> <laughs> you might think that you didn't create her, but you did. <laughs> you know, anything and everything that we, um, that we experience in the physical, we have had our little hands in on the non-physical, bringing it in for our own enjoyment and expansion. Um, and, you know, what I thought was, was really interesting, too, was, the information that she gave us about, and, and this is the part I get a little like, what? Um, that time and space are not linear. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. That everything is happening at once. Now, I, I have to be honest with you. I kind of, you know, I hear the quantum theorists talk about this too. And I kind of shake my head going, oh, it's still not making any sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what we're going to hear later on in the show is our wonderful friend, Frank 
Butterfield of the Communion of Light are, is going to help us understand that a little bit more and um, and slowing down the mechanics a bit about what that is, what happens when there is no time and space. <laughs> it, you know, talk about freedom, man. We have way more freedom that we actually really understand to create not only our, our future, but our present and our past. So it's really <laughs> wild. It's a wild I look ride. forward to hearing that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's really exciting. And, uh, you know, but I wanted before we get into that part of it, um, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about what we're understanding with quantum theory, because I think that, and again, I'm going to pretend to understand this, um, because I do at some level, but I know that there are um, beliefs, and, and Frank calls them um, templates. There are templates that I have set up. Uh, Abraham is using the word grid uh, that come with ideas that say that's not possible, or I don't have any context for that. So we want to kind of relax and release. And Genesis, you said, you know, really allow and just be at peace with what um, what we're capable of knowing, what we're allowing to know. That there's no no something. To, there's nothing to get, you know. But what quantum theory is telling us quite clearly is that you know we've heard of this thing called a quantum leap. And what that means is that, you know, in past scientific theory, there was always a linear progression. Something started in one stage, moved to slightly the next stage, and then it went on to its final evolution. And that evolution was linear. It had a beginning, a middle, and an end. That's what we thought. But with quantum theory, what it introduced is that we're actually not having a linear experience, but we're popping into realities. We're popping in and out of realities that don't have to have any middle ground. So a quantum leap is you're in one consciousness and understanding and you pop into a whole nother understanding. And there wasn't the slow progression about having to know a little more, a little more. That's what we mean by quantum leaps. Did you, could and you I think, say that would be like um, kind of like in a dream? You have a dream and you have, yes. like I was thinking, I had this beautiful dream last night that I was going to buy this European resort close to the water and all this stuff. But I'm thinking I had no context for that. Like, I don't, where did that come from? That was a that was a reality that's living within you. And what we're understanding is that there doesn't have to be this slow progression of you having to find a realtor and then you having to do all this work and having to go find the money. That there are quantum leaps where we 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 can leap into new consciousness that comes with those quote unquote experiences. Oh, I like that. It's almost like when you buy something and you get a special um, prize with it or or. Um... You, you purchase yeah. like like cosmetics and then you get an extra little bag of goodies. <laughs> and you're like, here you go. Yeah, this like is, it comes with it. Like if you get this consciousness, you will get this little bag of goodies. <laughs> it comes along. So we relax with this idea that this new understanding of the mechanics of our reality has to be this slow, laborious, you know, schooling, if you will. And, and it's tough because a lot of us have this template of this is how we learn. We learn a little bit more along the way. What we're talking about is much more of a metaphysical awakening that we can actually awaken into new consciousness and there's there's a new book that i'm reading and I'll, I'll say a little bit more about it in our recommendation section where it's called the translucent revolution where people are waking up in their everyday reality and having a quantum leap understanding of who and what they are in this space and how they're creating in this space and it's quite extraordinary and that you can still live your everyday life but also carry with you this understanding of this broader knowing and you don't have to go become a quantum physicist to get it um, so quantum leaps are something that we're, that scientists are seeing in the molecular world where something suddenly is one element 
And instead of looking at it changing, shifting, changing, it simply becomes, boom, another element. And there is no trajectory. There is no uh, momentum that shows that it went from one space to another. It simply reappeared like magic into another state. And so what we're taking that example of quantum leaps and talking about having spiritual quantum leaps. You know, it kind of reminds me of when you were talking, like the, in the Anita story, how <clears throat> you would think that her healing would be very different than what it was. Like Absolutely. If it was linearly, it would take, you know, this would, remember they said you have to rest and she went to a party, drank champagne. Like, <laughs> it's not supposed to be the way it's happening with you. She had a spontaneous remission. That's how the medical world describes it, that she had what would be described as absolutely death store cancer. Every organ had shut down. She had these huge gaping wounds that were, you know, that normally would take, she'd have to have skin grafts. Skin grafts and, 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 you know, and, and with traditional therapies, it would take months and months and months, if indeed she even lived and they didn't think that she would. But within 48 hours, um, all of her organs were back online and, and the skin grafts were had actually healed without having to have surgery. And so she actually broke all the um, misunderstandings I think we have about healing, this spontaneous healing. She had a quantum leap. Yeah. Her understanding shifted her into a new reality and her body followed the new reality. It's very, very interesting what happens when, um, you know, when our minds go somewhere. And again, our bodies are kind of lagging. They're the lag because they're in the physical world. They're a little slower. Um, they're catching up to us. So we really want to talk about that. Yeah, but it's interesting because it doesn't, it, from her story, the body doesn't have to lag. It we doesn't. have it that the body has to lag because we're on the physical plane. Right. But it doesn't have to. And that's another template that we can mm -hmm. explore. So we're going to jump down the Alice in Wonderland rabbit hole. When we come back, you're listening to Everyday Attraction with Janice and Ray. We'll, we'll be, we will be right back after the break. Don't think about it. Let it unfold. Let it go. When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Reverend Beverly Melander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Melander and her guest live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual.
Welcome back from the break. If you just joined us, we are talking about some leading, leading edge information. I know some of you are like, yeah, we've heard this for 20 years. This is no big deal. But what we're trying to do is, is really talk about some of these mechanics of creating our reality that have some very, um, very deep levels of understanding of what goes on beyond our sort of everyday knowing and maybe start to get more comfortable with the opportunities that we have to become who we want without a lot of time, a lot, a lot of effort, with even this whole thing about needing to attract, because who and what you are, the infinite is already here. And uh, Janice, what I'm going to do is I'm going to set us up with a recording from our friends, the Communion of Light. Frank Butterfield is a channel who's given us permission to play back some of these recordings in hopes that it will lend to our ability to understand some of these leading edge um, concepts and really enjoy the awakening. So I'm going to play uh, a little bit of this allowing, moving into assembling our experience with Frank Butterfield. Hold on, here we go. So I know that when I talk about things that make me happy in this vortex, I amplify them. So that's the the horse I'm riding into with this. I want to continue our conversation about empathy from last week. And there was a rampage that nobody heard, and you said it would come to each of us in time. So on Saturday, I had a magical day. It was just one of the best days um for, for much for a long time and there was a speaker there whom I'd really wanted to hear I'd heard him before and he exceeded my expectations and funnily enough I bought one of his books and the, the one I'm reading at the moment it's bang on about empathy I was talking about a scientific approach to explaining what's happening so I'm just finding the richness of of a framework to start thinking creating a new reality for myself with that. And I'm loving what I've allowed. Um, that day, Saturday, so you know I like plates and plates of vegetables and the lunch on offer, there were plates and plates and plates of gorgeous salads, nine of them. And this just continued on and on throughout the day. There were so many things I could point to. The culmination of it was that for hours I was riding this wave after wave of pure, pure happiness. And I came home and I just realized I'd fallen in love with myself in a way that I don't think I have ever experienced before. I was just resounding with this utter delight in myself and unable to look at myself in the mirror and love and accept myself in a way that elated me not for any specific thing I'd experienced, but I'd allowed my mind to engage with what was happening, enjoy what's happening, but not get into overdrive about thinking it through. So the question, if if there is a question here, is did I meet the energy of your rampage from Thursday on Saturday? Well, remember, there is no our rampage. There's your idea themselves out into the physical reality and <clears throat> what's more delicious than coming across because you see if we were in your shoes the version of the story that we would really be focused on not that there's anything that you're doing wrong here by any stretch of the imagination but the thing that we think is the most juicy about the whole part of what you just said is not so much that you met our ideas but that you met your ideas and so if we were in your shoes, what we'd be focusing on are the plates and plates and plates of vegetables. 
we'd also be focusing on the fact that you're asking us this question about, and this is the part that we really, really, really love. You're asking us this question about the ideas that you have. And see, here's the thing. You may think that an author comes to town bearing plates and plates and plates of vegetables and a book that is, isn't that, and so the internal dialogue might be something like this or something that you might say to your beloved. Isn't it amazing that that was just the thing I was talking about and now here this person is and their book and their, it's pointing to things that I've been thinking about and it gives me a deeper explanation. So in that model, what it looks like is that you're having an idea and then law of attraction somehow or another arranges it for you to be in a room with someone and to hand you a book that someone else wrote that seems to amplify the ideas you were having before. And that's exactly what it seems like, does it not? Yeah. All right, well, we're going to say something a little bit different. And we're not contradicting that. We're just actually reframing it in a way that might not have occurred to you or at least might not be occurring to you right now, but once you hear it, we know that you're going to immediately recognize it. Law of Attraction didn't bring you something else for you to see that someone else did. Law of Attraction manifested the ideas that you have. You've heard us talk about the idea of you want to buy a new car and you see it on television or you see someone else driving the one that you want and you think, well, darn it, I'm not there yet. I... I that car doesn't belong to me, which is good because it's helping you refine and define what you want. But we've also said, look, but that car, the one you saw on television, that is the manifestation of your idea. The first thing you see or the first thing you recognize as being the thing that you wanted but you still don't have it is just that I want it but I don't have it version of the manifestation of the idea. The same is, and we're not talking about want have that sort of thing. We're just talking about the idea that you have something that you want. You have something that you're creating. And you see, what we're doing here is we're, we're wanting to walk away from the language of that you're drawing to you, that you're summoning forth. Language that we've been using for quite some time. But we really want to take this opportunity to leapfrog into something very different, which is very similar, but is very different from this perspective that we've been building on for quite some time, which is you're not drawing it forth, you're not summoning it, you're not attracting it, you're creating it. You see, you don't live in an object, an, you don't live in an objective reality that has fixed points that you and others then circle around like so many planets around the sun. You don't have fixed points in your objective reality. The only fixed points in your physical reality is your body, and everything revolves around your body. So we said before, it might be a really good way of thinking about this to imagine that your body never moves, and this isn't exactly right, but it's a nice idea to think of. Your body never moves. It's just that the way that law of attraction arranges your reality is it makes it look like you're moving, but it's more like the way that they used to make films where the actors would stand in front of a screen that projected a street behind them and they appear to be walking and talking 
as they walked on a treadmill or they just practice walked or they never moved, but it looked like they were walking and so it gave the, the herky-jerky kind of impression of someone walking and the scene developed behind them or in front of them or around them, as the case may be. And that's a little bit of what's going on here. You're not drawing to you these books or these platters. You're creating them. Now, you see, the thing is that there's not a word, because create can also mean let's take some clay and put it on a wheel and get it wet and then begin to sculpt. So that implies action, right? We say create and it implies action because you might be thinking, well, create is the same thing as getting some flour and water and salt together and making crackers. Or creating is the same thing as getting some paintbrushes and paint and canvas together and painting or getting some lumber and nails and hammers and saws and building a house. But that's not the kind of creating we're talking about. The kind of creating we're talking about might be best called assembling. Okay. <laughs> you know what I love about that is getting back to the Anita story. Remember um, when she was talking about it was her decision whether to stay or leave. And yeah. the medical, her charts would show something different depending, depending on, her, on her decision. So like when he says you don't live in a reality that has fixed points. I mean, that's such a different concept. Yeah. That it's, because, it's kind of like it's being made up as our as ideas come to us. And there is no word for this. I mean, there is probably in some deep metaphysical knowing, but what we're talking about here is just sort of bringing it to this everyday understanding that even creation is not an action, um, but an, a form of allowing. But I really love this concept, and we can just play with it, that we're actually in a holodeck kind of thing. Any Star Trek fans out there will know what I mean. We're in a holodeck where it's actually moving around us and giving us the illusion of movement, but we're not actually going anywhere. Like we're still in. <laughs> so there is this understanding that there isn't any fixed points. And so time and space have much more fluidity than I think our our current belief template has been allowing. Kind of reminds you know? me of the, the difference between finite and infinite. Like almost yeah. like we feel like there's finite pieces on the earth and then like if, if that person gets it, then I can't have it. Instead of if something brand new could be created. Yes. Like, Yes. Not about there's not not like a limited number of pieces that we move. Almost like living in the past, like everything's already been created, and then we kind of move it around. It's right. Or there's these pieces flying around, and we're trying to attract them in to make a puzzle. Yeah, you I know? love what he's saying about the author. Like, <clears throat> so how would you say that? So she, he was saying it's not that you attracted the author. Then, then what would be his version of that? You created an author that would give you the ride of experiencing the thoughts and feelings that you'd been having already for that expansion point. So you create this reality. And that's, again, this whole thing about getting into this oneness, understanding that there is one of us here uh, parading a separate consciousness, um, having experiences, but there is a oneness. Um, so it wasn't like there was an author separate from her, but she created a version of herself that was the author, but then spoke to her words that gave her a thrilling experience. Ah, are you with us, people? No, because th then I get confused. Like, okay, the, uh, let's say the author came to a group of people. Every person in that audience had the same thing, or they all drew different things from the same author? It's the holodeck, baby. It is everybody <laughs> having their own. Well, I analogy. guess it kind of makes sense. Like when there's a speaker, if you were to ask 20 people what that person, they would pick out 20 things. Like I know, like that talk I gave last week, people were saying different things. And it's interesting, like, oh, that's what they got from the talk? Kind of a 
you know, like everyone comes from their own experience. They didn't, and not everyone heard the same talk or everyone heard it according to their reality. And there's no one reality. So the good news about that is that if you've been dragging around a self-perception of yourself that you think you have to have based on your past, these new laws are these very old laws, but our new understanding of them is, hey, you're creating fresh in this moment who you want to be. And much like we saw with Anita Morjani is that she had a spontaneous shift in consciousness that allowed her entire experience to change even the results of tests that had been taken before. You know, so it was just this, you have to let go of a yeah, lot. Yeah, that, that's of, the part that I'm feeling too. Like, what, what do you have to let go of? My God. <laughs> I know. Great I mean, room for this. It is. And it's not something we're going to, you know, solve in, in, in the hour that we have together. But I, what the reason <laughs> oh, I, come I want on. to explore. <laughs> come on. Give little faith. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I want to explore it is, again, I think there's so much more freedom, so much more room, so much more opportunity for us to create our reality um, and, and that we need to really see that. And that any fixed point, any any idea of us saying this is how it is, is a story. Isn't it funny, though, Isn't how it? we do come to a fixed point? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just, uh, like a week ago, I was thinking, like, because my car that I drive is dark. And I'm like, God, I kind of would like a light-colored car for summer. You know, huh? you know, just that thought. <laughs> and then I was thinking, no, I don't really see that happening. And then uh, yesterday, my husband came. He's like, oh, that, you know, it's going to be $2,500 to get our other car fixed, you know? And I'm like, wait a minute. Give me a minute. So then I was like, I'm going to draw those research. And then by the end of the day, we had a new car. <laughs> and it's silver <laughs> but it was just so and it was easy and it was just easy. so magical and it was like wow and I was thinking you know we took the equity from that car and prepaid the, so I'm not paying anything for three years and it's like it just felt like wow when I woke up in the morning I certainly wasn't thinking that no and there is this magical component to it although it has a, a real sort of quantum science to it this idea of leapfrogging leapfrogging which is kind of what i talked about a little bit earlier with the quantum leap it's a leapfrog i like a lot because you like frogs better because quantum goes Ugh. yes but let's leapfrog let's yes. just woof, let's move into a new understanding and let's leave some language away now not that the language was wrong but again we're moving into new technology i mean some people say oh but but you said we attracted something is that that's not wrong but this this understanding is all always in evolution. So it never is a fixed point either. And so what we want to try to experience is what if we left behind the language of I have to draw this to me, I have to summon it, you know, know what? I I like the idea of shifting consciousness, because because I could do that, like, I know how quickly thoughts shift. And then you get like, I like that whole new package of goodies with it. Yeah, that we couldn't even imagine. Because we haven't been in that consciousness before. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, we have no clue the goodies that are in that consciousness. No. Like we can't go out and physically collect all those goodies. Like that would be hard, but we can just shift the consciousness. So then we get back to some of the techniques and understandings that we've been talking about for a long time. And that is how would it feel if it were done? Yeah. How would it feel? But you can't even actually get into the full feeling of it because the universe is going to deliver things beyond even your capacity to feel in this moment. But what we want to start with is this relaxed knowing that we don't have to figure it all out. We don't have to figure out the linear transgression of how do I get from here to there. There is this kind of fluidity of if I'm on the holodeck, I'm going to call up a different reality and watch how the different particles come in and change how I experience my day-to-day life. But you know what's interesting? How would it feel if it, like, what is it? Because that almost feels like attaching to, there's something like with the Anita, it kind of felt like she doesn't even have to know. 
Right. You know what I mean? There's no, because it almost feels like, oh, now I'm going to work on manifesting what I want this way, which is going to be different than how I did it before. Well, we come back to that feeling tone. Yeah. And and for Anita, her most powerful way of describing was, this was just being in this place of unconditional love. And you heard it earlier in this track, which just listened to from the communion of light, that the woman was speaking about how she fell so deeply in love with herself. And I think the key to this door, the key to unlock this door is somewhere there. It's finding a deeper love. And I'm not talking about a Hallmark card love. I'm talking, I'm not talking about roses and, and, and candies. I'm talking about the unconditional love that holds this planet together. The unconditional love that allows it to spin in perfect proximity to the planets. The unconditional love that is the structure of our spirit, our source, uh, that which is God. Um, that. I believe that the opportunity, the door opening is, is there, that it's not about forgiving someone else, but forgiving ourselves for the perceptions that allowed something not to be. <laughs> it's forgiving. Um, so this whole understanding that, of course, it begins with us. So unconditional love for yourself. Yes. You know, it feels like the door to me, like um, just hearing her talk about that, because everything she talked about, it's like, I already know this. You know, I already know it. So by having someone um, voice it and articulate it so clearly, it brings in that feeling of love. And even on the Frank tape, having that woman talk about the love she felt for herself made me feel more love for myself. So it's almost like having other people admit, almost like the emperor's new clothes, that guy's not wearing clothes. You know, <laughs> it's like having people admit that they love themselves. They unconditional. It wakes something up within me to say like, yeah, I know that feeling. I love myself. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But but when nobody's talking about it, it's almost like we don't bring it to the surface. And we don't talk about what it feels like to experience that. And there are a million and one ways to feel that unconditional love. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. Before we go to break, too, I, I hope if you're thinking about going on the cruise with us in November. You'll probably hear a quick information about that and talk about a quantum leap. Oh, come leapfrog with us <laughs> in November, in November on the cruise to the Caribbean. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. Don't think about it. Let it From on the air to on the sea, pack your bags and come with me. Hey, hey, what you waiting for? An early winter rendezvous with all the things you love to do. Hey, hey, treat yourself to more. A little more summer, a little more sun, a little less work and a lot more fun. A little more beach, a little more sand, a little less stress and a lot more pain. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do, and a lot more be. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. 
To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page. Search for Everyday Attraction or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back from the break. <clears throat> so we're quantum leaping, we're leapfrogging, we're doing <laughs> that thing we do, uh, wanting to understand the mechanics of, of of metaphysical attraction, but we're, we're exploring some new words this hour. And I know, Janice, we only have a few more minutes left with you. So I want to talk about some of these new words that we heard from Frank and also that we've experienced from this beautiful story that Anita Morjani has shared with us in her new book, Dying to Be Me. Assembling. This idea that we even have to find new words we're creating attracting too much work yes. too much efforting that there is an assembling and i really want to explore that with you for a moment this idea again if if we know that the door to this is around unconditional non-judgmental total acceptance of ourselves and that where we are is perfect and there is more and then we get to this idea that we're simply assembling we're assembling with our consciousness an opportunity to feel more fully alive, more fully present, more fully creative in the moment. Um, I don't know. There's something about the word assembling uh, that felt easier to me than attracting. Yes. And I also, you know, but I also don't even, I mean, I, I don't even know if I like the word assembling. Because too much effort. Too much effort. Because I go back to yeah. Anita and like she said, I came here to be, I didn't come here to do, to achieve or to pursue anything. Yeah. You know, I used to live a life of fear and now I'm living a life of joy. It's kind of, it just feels like a whole different way to be on the planet. Yes. Yes. And I, and I think what it is, is along with this idea of I'm simply assembling, there is this idea that there is no efforting and calling up anything, mm -hmm. anywhere, mm -hmm. anyhow, that there isn't, um, there, there's no lacking colors or experiences on this palette. Uh, there truly isn't anything that's restricted in this. So it's, it's really like having you know, a million ice cream choices, right? And you're just simply going, mm, I think today I'm going to assemble, you know, right. this one, there's no efforting on it, but this almost creativity that says, wouldn't it be interesting to have this? Wouldn't it be interesting to allow this? And, and we don't but, even know what that is until it shows up. We don't know. We're just, we're just saying, Ooh, this would be fun. This would be fun. And like, you know, the woman said in the track that we listened to earlier that she, you know, she's she's someone who's a consistent questioner on The Village, which is part of the Communion of Light, communionoflight.com, which I am so enjoying being a part of that community. Um, and we're asking these questions. And she's always one that loves plates and plates of vegetables. So I love her because she just says, it's very simple. I just, everywhere I go, I want to see plates and plates of yummy vegetables. And she has these extraordinary stories where she'll go to like very, you know, <laughs> crazy parts of the world and they'll show up. So it's this idea of like, this is what I would enjoy. This would, would be interesting. And I don't have to figure out how it's going to come about. Yeah. Like, I don't, but so I don't maybe it's kind of just articulating what we like. Yes. You know, I like this. Like, like, I like ice cream. I like. <laughs> There's an ease and a flow. Yeah. And we don't even have to Google it. See, I think even the effort of searching uh -huh. presents resistance. You know, this idea of searching is really something that introduced, and again, we're fine tuning here. When we talk about connecting with source on this level, it's so very, very subtle. Um, because even searching, the energy of searching would introduce the concept that what you want isn't already present. Right. And so, mon so many of us have this template that we've grown to think about, which is, you know, we've got to make it happen. And I think, again, it was the greatest day and the worst day when we found out we created our own reality at some level. <laughs> <laughs> I 
was like, because suddenly there was all this work. And I think even as we watch the progression of the Abraham work, initially it was, you know, I think it was the, the, um, something about co-creation and then it became the art of allowing, you know, and, and they keep trying to soften it as well. And I think what I'm getting from Frank Butterfield's work is that even that's too much work. Yes. You know, you know, it, you know it's funny because my son's been on a roll lately, you know, like things just keep opening up for him and he just, it's kind of like, I could feel his energy is in a really good place. And then he just sent me this text. He's back in Boston that he caught a foul ball and he's got this big smile on his face. And I thought, <laughs> this is so interesting because he, doesn't even care about baseball. He, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, do you know what I mean? Like, you know how some people try to catch the foul ball? And I thought it's so interesting. But he was really happy to catch the foul ball, I could tell, by the look on his face. But it, it's yeah. just a funny thing. It's almost like an energy stream that you get in. And yes. then stuff just happens around you. Yes. And, and what I love about Anita's journey, as she gets into those last juicy chapters of the book, where she talks about, I don't really even care how it unfolds. Yeah. I don't even really need it to unfold in a certain way. Yeah. I just want this feeling. Yeah. I want this connection to my source. I want to experience this unconditional love for myself so that when I gaze upon anything, it's fueled with that perspective of unconditional love because you are creating them. You are creating it. And so when you have that knowledge of the unlimited um, creative self and the unconditional love, I think a lot more opportunities flow in um, or just appear, not even flow. So you don't have to change my language. They simply pop yeah, in. Yeah, see, this feels different. I, I feel like the whole theme for the show or, you know what I mean? The whole um, the Anita thing is the newness of it is that it doesn't matter what it is. That's yeah. very different from, okay, well, I want to write a book and I want to go on a trip and I want to, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's very different. It's like measuring for something completely different. Well, the manifestations don't have to happen in order for us to get what we want. Yeah. See, that's but it's like measuring for the feeling, like that connection yeah. to source. Like it doesn't matter if it's catching a baseball or making a cake. It's the yeah. feeling. And you can and will change your vision, change your experience of this wonderful physical world. And to get away from this idea that you're having to convince anyone else of what you know or yeah. what you're experiencing. I mean, I th when you when you think about the multiple reality concept, and again, you know, that's a theory that I go, wow, you know, this idea of, of multiple simultaneous realities, then the idea of trying to convince anyone of anything comes almost laughable. And also the idea of scarcity. Oh my gosh. There's a way, scarcity. like there's not, there's not a room for, for that multiple reality conversation and scarcity. Thank you for that. Scarcity almost becomes laughable. Yeah. It's just it's just the other button right there to push, you know, more, more, more. <laughs> Janice, I know you have. Uh, actually, they left without me. They gave up on me. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, we were going to go pick up the new car, but we'll do it later. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was. <laughs> Well, that way, it'll just simply appear in your driveway. See, that's even more magical. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to have to go get it. That's that was like, wait. <laughs> I was trying too hard. <laughs> that's way too much effort. That's way too much effort. <laughs> well, let's spend, let's spend just a little bit more time um, listening to Frank, Frank Butterfield, the Community of Light, wax on about this new understanding of how we create our reality. And I want to give a quick plug before I forget of a new morning series that he started actually yesterday called... Um, the Mechanics of Creating Your Reality. Now, the morning series is something you can sign up for uh, at thecommunionoflight.com and pay what you will. So if you're new to this work and you want to just taste it, uh, go ahead and pay what you feel you know you can and then you can get access. Now, the morning series is for 21 days um, 
Frank, as the Communion of Light, will actually focus on some of these topics and a new audio track. You can either join them live at 7 in the morning, Pacific Standard Time, every morning, or they become available to you via the website and email to listen to what that rampage was for the day. And some of the topics are extraordinary. But he's specifically going to be launching into this topic, this mechanics of understanding our broader knowing so that we can more fully allow that which we've created. So let's listen a little bit more to what he has to say. But as long as it's not, as long as it's clear that what you're not doing is drawing things to you from some sort of outside facility, but rather that you are in a physical reality that you yourself are creating and have manifested into physical form, and that not only that, but this manifested reality includes a book that further amplifies an idea and includes an author who wrote the book, who provided platters of vegetables, whose idea further amplifies your desire for vegetables, and who also you have called forth as a launching board to then remember more and more of who you are, which is when you say, did I finally catch up with the, the rampage that we had given? You see, we didn't give you a rampage. You created a rampage. And you created it in a way so that you would arrive at a moment like this where you could really uncover the magic of the experience in such a way that is just tremendously delicious. All of those are your ideas. We may not be giving the right words to them, but they're all your ideas that you have created, that you have manifested into your physical reality, which is yours and yours alone. There is no objective reality at all, where this author is over sitting at a desk or at a computer typing in words separate and apart from you. The way that books show up, and, you, and this is really it, this is really where the rubber hits the road, all right? The way that books show up in your reality because of your beliefs, because of the templates that you have picked up from other people, is that a book has to be written. And in your reality, no one has vellum and goose quills dipped into India ink or into some sort of some sort of stained fluid that then leaves an impression on the vellum, which is then handed over to a printer who sets who boils and sets the tide and then runs it on a on a wooden machine, which then spits out pieces of paper that then have to be sewn together and bound in leather. Now, there probably is someone somewhere doing that, and now that we've talked about it, you're probably going to discover that in your reality there may be, if you're really interested in it, some sort of person who is doing this just because it's fun. But no one in your templates, no one does that. No one does that. No one even has the capacity to do it. But it happened somewhere in one of your templates of the past. Currently, the way that people do this is they sit in front of a machine, a computer, and bang things out on a keyboard, or they speak into a microphone and have the words transcribed by someone else, or they gather up their notes and then edit them together, or something like that. But you see, you don't know that it happened, and we really want you to get this. This isn't, when, this isn't just a little game we're playing. This isn't just a nice little thing to think about. You literally don't know that that happened. You don't know how the book got to you. But that's not your business. That's how law of attraction works. It looks like you know the story. 
and you could pick up the telephone or send an email to the author and say, look, did I create this book or did you create this book? And according to the template, the author most likely will say, well, with your templates, it probably would be something like, well, you really created the book, LOL, LOL, exclamation point. And then they would reply by saying, but really, I did. I spent 137 hours in front of my computer writing this book based on my notes and my lectures and my this and my that. And there would be an entire story because that fits your templates. So law of attraction is bringing you, and you notice we're not using the word beliefs because we really like this word template because a template is like a collection of beliefs and it's a manner in which physical reality can manifest itself around an idea. But it's a set of beliefs around an idea. So for example, when you create a book to read, and we really want that to sit with you, when you create a book to read, the, the I'm going to read a book about a subject that I like template has a whole set of beliefs about how books get to you. And so when you begin to explore, that's what you begin to find information about. And you you might discover something that's delightful because you're a little bit more relaxed one moment than you are another. And so you're a little bit more allowing about a story that you've never heard before, which is your way of surprising yourself. But we really do want you to understand that the physical reality that you're manifesting is literally a physical manifestation of an idea that you have. It's not other people working in concert with you because there are no other people. It's just you. Now, okay, let's stop there and take a break. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, there comes a point where I go, oh, man, I, you know, I want to know, and yet I don't want to know because it feels like, it's like my brain goes, uh, we don't have any way to understand. <laughs> but I think that's part of it, though, is we're not supposed to understand it. Like when he was saying, yeah. you don't know how the book got to you, and that's none of your business. Yeah, yeah. But, but also to know that we're making up stories in even how the book gets to us. Mm -hmm. Like in this particular template, and I really want to explore that concept for the last couple of minutes that we have on the show, is this idea that a template is a collection of beliefs around an idea, you know, and that is how somebody else creates a book and I read it. But what we're understanding from a deep metaphysical point is that you create a book in the form of this author so that you can read it for your own delight. Yes. Wow. Well, that whole I mean, thing too, just... like there's nobody out there. I remember hearing that in the past and that whole that line always annoys me because I yeah. don't understand it. <laughs> so I'm getting more, I'm getting more clarity today that it really is our own world. We're living in our own world where we decide what we like, if we can let it in, we can have it. And the way to let it in is to relax. Like you say, if you're reading the story and you relax more, you'll, you'll see more. You'll see more. And there isn't anything to get. It's just, again, um, more releasing of resistance, which allows templates to then um, be more fluid. Because there's a template that has within it the understanding of these ideas that we're talking about today on the show. And that template comes with the understanding that there is no struggle to understand that. And at some deep level, you already know this. And that you're okay with the illusion of not of not knowing it because you like this creativity you're, you're doing that you're okay with not remembering that it's all an illusion. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's the whole thing. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Like I remember years ago when women were starting to work and this one guy said uh, about working women, I'm thinking, Oh, I would never be a working woman. You know what I mean? It's kind of like at that, that mindset in that consciousness. So I used to tell my mom, like, I can't believe you did that. Gave my dad cocktails every night while you worked and slaved in the kitchen 
<laughs> then I thought I would do the same thing if I was born, like if I was housewife in the 50s, like we kind of swim in the water we of do. the consciousness we... at the time. That's, and then this is like, wait a minute, I have to kind of sit with this. This is different. Right. And much like he went into just detail there as to, you know, you don't have quills of ink that mm-hmm. you're, you know, sewing together books and putting them into a leather wrap. There was a time where that template was. And that would what, be normal. That's what, how you would expect to get a book. Yeah. But it's just, again, the idea of progression is not necessarily linear, but that we've now popped into an experience where we have the internet and we have computers. and But even that is a story we're telling ourselves. So, well, we're coming to the end of our show, and I hope you have enjoyed leapfrogging our way through metaphysical. <laughs> I think I'll be hopping down the road this week a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but the bottom line is, in our everyday experience, is to find ways to to really love our lives and ourselves unconditionally, to release judgment as to what's happening and why it's happening, to know that there are certain templates of belief that might be running us and it's okay, but we're going to relax and allow more understanding of how we create in this delicious physical world. So there's nothing to get, there's nothing to study, there's nothing to go back and listen to again. Just know that all is so well, even beyond your ability to concept the wellness right here and right now, and that we're making up people like Abraham are our essences and, and energies or ghosts, as I like to say, of like Abraham and like the communion of light and even people like Anita Morjani to help us better understanding the, the ride to that awakening. Janice, thank you as always thank for you. being willing to hop in here and, uh, and traverse this delicious road of awakening. So we'll see you next time. Great. Thanks. Again, you've been listening to Everyday Attraction. We do thank you for listening to the show, and we so appreciate your emails. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, all those folks who wrote this week uh, telling us about your ways of understanding this metaphysical world. And please keep the emails coming. You can email us directly at everydayattraction, everydayattraction at gmail.com. I hope you'll sign up for the cruise, which is at unity.fm forward slash cruise. If you feel like coming along to the Caribbean, that's a fun reality that we can leapfrog to. And finally, I hope that you will... Um, support our sponsor. And I also have a challenge for you this week. Um, I've set up a website that allows us to really enter into the experience of gratitude and experience uh, just an appreciation for all that we are knowing. So if you'd like to join me in my gratitude challenge, go to www.sendoutcards.com. Actually, I'm going to say that again, www.sendoutcards.com. S-O-C, S-O-C, gratitude.com forward slash attraction, S-O-C, gratitude.com forward slash attraction and sign up for my gratitude challenge. I think you'll find it a lot of fun. We appreciate you and we'll see you next time. Welcome to the Law of Attraction card reading. Today's card tells us my life is as good as I allow it to be. Many people focus upon unwanted things with no deliberate attention to the emotional guidance within them, and then they try to compensate for their lackful thinking with physical action. And because of the misalignment of energy, they do not get results from their action. So then they try harder by offering more action, but still things do not improve. Like the air you breathe, abundance in all things is available to you. Your life will simply be as good as you allow it to be. This is Charcel reminding you that like attracts like, and that today 
is sunny with possibilities. If you would like to purchase your own Law of Attraction cards, visit abraham-hicks-lawofattraction.com. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction.